welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson, and thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. You know, every year we see trends from clothing to music to colors. Yes, Pantone is the color of the year. In case you're wondering, it's a classic blue. But the same thing goes for nutrition. So joining us now is Randall Kreinbrink. He's the Vice President of Marketing at Martin Bauer. He specializes in botanical products. It's great to have you on with us today, Randy. Oh, Danielle, and it's a pleasure and an honor to be here again speaking with you. Thank you. So the last time I interviewed you, we were at Supply Side West in Las Vegas. We survived. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you were telling me how your customers sort of peer pressured you into hemp. How's that business going and what's new? Oh, and that pure pressure is still going on. Definitely <laughs> is a diversion from the rest of the botanicals. So that is still a strong, strong group and everything hemp. So we're, we're continuing to send out samples of hemp proteins and hemp full spectrum products and extracts. So still very strong and it's just across the board in beverages, snacks, foods, and just strong as ever. All right. A little bit of everything there. Yeah. Uh, so working at Martin Bauer, you have your pulse on what's trending. One of the big trends right now, of course, is plant-based. So I'm sure that's encouraging for you. Yes, we have been plant-based all our lives going back almost 90 years. So it's, it's something not new to us because all our products are plant-based, whether they're botanicals, herbal products, teas, it just goes back to our origin and our root, and that's really all we do work with is plant-based materials. And the whole plant-based ingredient programs have just started taking off, especially things with all these meat products that are the uh, substitutes with plant-based ingredients. So all the Beyond Burgers and Possible Meats, all those products that are out there are using all different types of plant-based proteins. So it's actually uh, the right timing and exciting for us because they're really taking off at this moment. And just not in uh, meat analogs and substitutions, but also in um, sports nutrition, you know, using different combination of plant-based proteins, things like fava bean or even hemp protein with pumpkin seed and lentil. It's the new, I would say, whey protein, if you will, for sports nutrition. So it's just, it's been really big in that arena. It's big in beverages, nutritional bars, and even on some snack items where they're trying to make a vegan snack that might taste like bacon. Bacon, they've been using our uh, fava bean protein. So protein is definitely big with plant-based ingredients. Right. They're getting really creative. Bacon. That's interesting. Yes. Didn't believe it by myself until actually someone, one of our customers handed me the chip with the seasoning blend with the fava bean. And I was really shocked to taste bacony flavor notes out of fava bean. Okay. That's something I definitely want to get my hands on and, and give a try there. What uh, key areas of the market are you seeing the most growth in as far as the, the plant-based stuff? For us at Martin Bauer Group, this group that's really still growing and strong is in the beverage area. Beverages are still great place and segment to add plant-based proteins. And whether it's for protein or fiber, and the big category that amazes me that keeps growing, it seems to grow every year between 10 and 12% is the energy segment with uh, products like Garana and Gaiusa, Gota-Cola, Cola Nut, products that contain natural caffeine that area still seems to keep growing. People want more and more energy. So that segment keeps growing. 
And then there are some unique areas, and especially what I put probably on the flavor side, things like lavender, lavender powder. You see it at restaurants, you see it in meals, and you see it in beverages with tea. So there's some interesting new trends and flavors with things like lavender and also um, I would say turmeric, which has been around for quite a while, but it's even growing even more so. What is your take on why people are getting into plant-based? What does it reflect? Is it the consumer's desire for cruelty-free? Is it perhaps allergen-free, overall health? What's your instinct? Yes to all three. And I, I think it's also part of the flexitarian diet that people are looking at where they don't always want to eat red meat or animal products. So, you know, they're looking at other options. So I think that is one of the other additions to the items that you mentioned, because I think the whole, you know, whether you people have allergies or, you know, the cruelty to animals, that's another good one. Although I, I did see a segment last night on TV where they're complaining about when you rip out the uh, arugula by the root, that it actually is in pain as well. <laughs> oh, sure about that. <laughs> I, I'm not a believer that they have the nervous systems in the plants, but I had to laugh when I heard that. But for the most part, at least it's not cruelty to animals. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think there's enough science yet to back it. <laughs> so another trend out there is transparency. I've noticed that supplement manufacturers are using interesting ways to improve transparency of their product. One example, I saw a manufacturer publishing the carbon footprint of their products. There's some traceability on their labels, print databases, things like that, barcodes. Does yes. your company prioritize transparency and what sort of creative things have you seen? We do. We do actually encourage with our customers the whole transparency from the seed to actually the finished product and even to where it ends up with our customers. So we actually encourage it where possible. Even one of our, our, our quality control uh, VPs, she will go out and videotape it on her uh, iPhone and take pictures of it and then we'll share it with our customers. And a couple of times those YouTube videos, they're actually even connect to the quick reference codes that they'll put on the finished products. Because everyone wants to see where does my product come from? And I, I think it's really important that we are transparent and show it from the beginning to the end. So we are very open and very transparent and do uh, actually share with our customers, not only the where it comes from, but also videos if we do have it. What's been the response from your clients on that? They're excited because that's part of their share and their story with their consumers. They really do want to share where their products come from, the story that they have, whether it's a wild crafted ingredient or one that is actually agriculturally grown, you know, how is it done? And a lot of the stories that come out with this transparency and especially with the clean environment and the greening and climate change, it actually can show you, you know, by these best practices of growing products, we can serve on waters and use natural fertilizers. So it really shows the whole story. Right. And that goes into the other trend of sustainability. A lot of people are concerned about sourcing sustainable ingredients, using environmentally friendly shipping materials, processing and manufacturing products that use renewable or clean energy. So those two kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. And that is a concern of ours as well. We want to make sure that we will have the products and the ingredients of the future. And especially 
with things that are going on with climate change and everything, we are very concerned about it because we want a sustainable crop. We want to keep having our products. So it's in everyone's best interest that we make sure we source and work with the growers who are sustainable. Absolutely. And consumer reports suggest people are willing to pay more for dietary supplements and, and different things from brands that follow those sustainability practices. Absolutely. So let's get into some ingredients. What supplement ingredients are you noticing are popular right now? Yes. And actually, I kind of gave a uh, prelude to it. The big ones are things like lavender. Lavender for not only its health effects, but also for flavoring notes and everything. That seems to be huge. Turmeric is still very big and growing, I think, especially with uh, you know the functionality for anti-inflammatory. It's really, really big. And then on the protein sides are pumpkin seed, our lentil proteins. And yes, our hemp proteins are just trending and are just very big. And then on the uh, gut health for uh, functional fibers, our psyllium is, is also being, is being used quite a bit. And I think it's really big because of the big digestive health with uh, products out there that are fermented, things like kombucha. So I think anything with the fermented ingredient or product is also big right now. Yeah, I mean, I read somewhere that sales of prebiotic supplements have doubled every year since I think 2016. So digestive health is really big right now. And I think that's one trend that's going to stick around. Agreed. Absolutely. So you mentioned digestive health and there's diet. You might have heard of it. Keto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, our plant-based proteins and fibers fit really well in the keto story. Not so much on the fat part of keto because in keto, it's the, the big pushes on protein, but also on the fat. I would say in some of our ancient grains, things like chia, we do have some of that healthy fat that's in, in inside of it, some of the omegas. But uh, yes, definitely keto is really big. Keto, then along with its uh, half-brother, paleo, those two are really big diets. Right. What do you predict for those diets? Do you think they're here to stay? You know, I think... And personally, I have used both, and I think that they do uh, have power and they will stick around. And I think overall, anyone who has been on either one of those diets, they realize that it's a good way to get your weight off initially, but then you have to realistically come back and say, well, what should I really be eating and how do I well-round my diet? So I think that's another thing you have to look at. But I think they are going to stick around for quite a while because if you go back to probably their the grandfather of these diets, you know, the Atkins type diets, with, which also were all purely on, on proteins and fats. So I think they will have legs and stick around. The nomenclature, what we call them, may change later, but I think they definitely will be around for a while. And I think you can approach it and still keep it healthy in your weight loss diet with either keto or paleo. Right. And it's all about balance. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the nomenclature, the, the calling them the keto diet or the Atkins diet or whatever you might call it. The intermittent fasting has been in a lot of conversations lately. And I saw a funny meme the other day that said something along the lines of they started, they skipped breakfast and now they're calling it intermittent fasting. So I had to laugh because yeah, a lot of us do skip breakfast and we didn't, I never knew that basically the diet that I'm on is intermittent fasting. 
Yes, you're right. <laughs> Same here. I, I, I do love it. We just never gave name to some of these things. So I, I do give credit to the millennials for actually giving names to things that maybe in the past we never did. But I guess when you're texting something a mile a minute, you got to call it something. So it <laughs> Absolutely. <makes> <laughs> So looking ahead, what are some of your predictions for trends for this year and maybe even beyond? Trends definitely are going to still be strong in the hemp world. They're going to keep growing and what happens in the regulatory scene. But regardless, that is going to be strong as ever and still cause disruption in both the dietary supplement and the food world. That's going to continue. And also is going to continue is anything with plant-based ingredients, whether it's in the meat substitute in a beverage, a powder drink, or in any other kind of powder drink, I think you're going to see more growth and continued growth in it. And there's a lot of room in the marketplace for this to continue. And I do think that uh, plant-based ingredients that are on the flavor sites, things like lavender, turmeric, that also have a functional purpose as far as health, also are going to continue to grow. People are looking for diversity in their palates and the flavors in their foods. I think the plant-based ingredient is going to just continue to grow as it is. It's going to be in the top three trends as it currently is. Something to keep our eye on. Randy, thank you so much for taking the time to share your insider knowledge with us. Oh, my pleasure, Daniel. And as part of the Probiota series, we have an upcoming event that will bring together professionals from across the globe to network, connect, engage, and learn about microbiota and other hot topics in the industry. Join us as we connect the business and science of the microbiome May 27th through 29th in Washington, D.C. You can find out more information by visiting probiotaamericas.com. So that does it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Danielle Masterson, and I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.